0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: This, this is Tahi. Check one, check two, check one, check two, and I'm gonna start singing right now. Feeling kinda nervous, starting things not really like me. Got the boyfriend, says he likes me. Guess I like him, but it's funny, cause I'm not being... That's Claire Rosenkrantz and her song Don't Miss Me, and it was one of the first tunes played out on the music stream Tahi.fm, part of RNZ's new online platform targeting younger listeners. Taki went live last Wednesday morning and it's now streaming ad-free contemporary music around the clock. Now in that song, Claire Rosenkrantz sang that she's kind of nervous and RNZ might be as well given what happened last time it went public with plans for younger people. Almost two years have passed now since RNZ first advertised for someone to develop a new youth music brand and it startled Magic Talk radio host Peter Williams at the time. Radio New Zealand wants to start a new radio station aimed at a youth audience. What do you think of that idea? Oh my goodness. And the National Party's former deputy Paula Bennett was also amused back then by the notion of RNZ trying to attract younger New Zealanders with hip music.
0: I'm not quite sure I think RNZ having a youth station is going to be the most popular out there that, that, that everyone's going to sort of start
1: tuning into. But things change. Paula Bennett's out of politics altogether now and into real estate these days. And Peter Williams retired from Magic Talk this year, a network which will itself cease to exist early next year, replaced with something new. And RNZ's new music brand? Well, that plan involved taking RNZ Concert's FM frequency, and the almost instant outcry about that and other cuts to RNZ music collapsed the plan completely. Even the Prime Minister got involved.
0: And look, I understand Radio New Zealand, yes, have obligations to all New Zealanders, and it's their view that they are currently not catering for one sector. Um, But it is my view as Arts Minister, keeping aside that I I cannot interfere in their programming, it's my view that one does not need to come at the cost of another.
1: RNZ playing ad-free contemporary music on the radio is the last thing the commercial broadcasters want. Their umbrella group, the Radio Broadcasters Association, told me this in September.
0: We want to make sure that things like it not only don't go ahead, but they're not what are considered in the first place. I mean, I think there was a naivety on a lot of people's part about the amount of impact that would have had on the sector and whether or not it was a good thing to do.
1: So when RNZ's new platform, Tahi, went live last Wednesday, it was a very scaled-down project. At the moment, the rest of the media was alerted to it at 10am. The tune that was playing was a TikTok hit by US singer Nessa Barrett I hope you're miserable till you're dead. So is that tune just a coincidence or a message to those opposed to RNZ rocking a younger audience? And will Tahi take this further? Megan Whelan is RNZ's Head of Content.
0: RNZ has wanted to do something for rangatahi for some time. We went through a whole process, we did a bunch of research, we talked to a lot of young people and we workshopped some names. Uh, we came up with, rangatahi, with tahi because rangatahi. Um, tahi also means the one, the one. Uh, there's also a phrase that that's not the tahi, so that's not the one. Um, which apparently young people say. And it also gave us a really cool opportunity with what we're doing online, which means we can share one thing a day. Um, So you'll see if you go to the website, when you scroll up, you get to um, what we're calling the tahi. What's the tahi for today? And that's one thing we can share every day. That As we start to roll out more and more content will be the tahi for that day. So it kind of all came about. It is obviously music at its heart. Um, it's going to be at least 40% local music. It features heaps of genres. There's Spotify. There's a bunch of social media. Um, there will be music-related content. As I said, as next year, as we start rolling out new stuff, there will be other kinds of content. We just wanted to make something cool for young people.
1: And how and where is it available? And you mentioned there's 40% local music at least, I believe is the, mm-hmm. is the benchmark. the mm-hmm. Who's choosing it?
0: Okay, so Tahi FM, Tahi dot FM, I should say, and then Tahi underscore FM on a bunch of social channels. Um, Spotify is a is a really big part of it. It's the music currently is programmed by Harrison Parley, who comes to us from uh, ZM, and he has made a career of wanting to really showcase local music. Um, if you go listen to the playlist, it slaps. That's what they told me to say. And they told me that it slaps <laughs> is a very good thing. I think I can recognise the difference between a banger and a bop now. They've done a very good job of educating me. But yeah, so the idea is at least 40% local. We really want to showcase um, people starting out. So yeah.
1: So it's not the first streaming service for youth from New Zealand broadcasters. I mean, just as, for instance, uh, the MediaWorks company has its Rover app. There are various channels on there, uh, specific music channels, which are not uh, just straight streams of its radio broadcasting. Likewise, NZME, uh, which I you know, the other half of the country's radio stations—they had a crack. They launched um, a youth-focused little network um, through, I think, an intern program uh, called Kick on their platform, iHeartRadio. Radio. But what will be new? What will be public service about Tahi? What 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 makes the RNZ element to this different to anything the commercial radio companies would do?
0: Well, first of all, it's commercial-free. There should be one place on the internet where young people can go and no one's trying to sell them anything. And obviously we're trying to sell them ourselves. So I guess there is that one bit uh, where someone is trying to sell them something. But also they're not the product. You know, you spend time on the internet anywhere right now. You personally are the product. Your data Um, and your information is the product, we won't be collecting that data. So So no
1: registration required, no membership, nothing like that? No, I mean, we
0: may move to personalisation at some point, but that will only be to, uh, and the same with the RNZ website and app, um, that will only ever be to make the things that we do better for the audience and to be able to better give the audience the information that they want. Um, And we certainly try really hard to only share the data that we absolutely have to. And you can go look at our privacy policy if you want to find out more about that. But yeah, so we we really want to make sure it's them, but also it's for and by them. So you mentioned CAC was by the interns, it was by young people. Really similar thing. We want to make sure that it is for and by young people. It's about them. I'm here talking to you today, but I'm not the one making the content decisions on Tahi. When we uh, started commissioning content for it, we got a panel of young people, and particularly a panel of young people who don't have a very good relationship with RNZ, who aren't RNZ listeners who don't look at our website? We got them to come and tell us what they thought were cool. The young people involved, Evie and Harry and Rob, they're the ones making the calls. I, my job is just to kind of like clear the path for them and get out of the way.
1: Did you actually think about like a whole standalone app just for this, this, this service?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's certainly on the, on the things we would like to do. Because the yeah. reason
1: I mention it is that uh, one other difference about Tahi is that uh, it looks like you want to actually solicit composition songs. Uh, maybe other material too down the track from the actual users, right? And that's something that, for example, I think um, Otago Access Radio did. They've got their own thing where local kids can um, supply content to them. Um, but this is, is this going to be a core part of it that you're making available, uh, the music made by the young people who are listening?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you go look at the website, there is a link that says send us your way out. Cool. And actually, if you listen to the stream, you will hear that it covers a bunch of genres and there's heaps of local music in there. Um, and it's the same with other stuff, Um, uh, we've already commissioned a number of video series um, and podcasts that we'll start releasing early next year, we are working with young creatives for that stuff Um, we have an amazing new commissioner, Jodie Huani, who um, is uh, our Rangatahi, Māori and Pacifica Commissioner, and she joined us from Hui, she'll be working with those creators to make cool stuff, then there's a link on the website also, which is send us your ideas and so they can come to us and to help that next generation of content creators do
1: cool stuff Tahi is not explicitly RNZ-branded. And in a way, that echoes uh, RNZ's first foray into this area, which was the wireless. And you were there, right on the there. ground, ground yeah. floor of that. This is going back more than 10 years now. And
0: we probably did this interview at that time, yes.
1: Could be. Hopefully it slapped. Um, but <laughs> the thing was about that, that there was music content with the wireless. It, it recognised that was subject matter, which would be key to it. But it wasn't a music service as such, whereas mm. as this is. But what was learned, do you think, from that experience with the wireless? Because after, what, five, six years, it was folded... Up as a brand and, and the, the content subsumed into the rest of RNZ's output.
0: In hindsight, because it is easy to look at it in hindsight, we never really nailed who it was for um, and and what it was. Um, and so, yeah, there was music content, but it wasn't a music site, um, and it certainly didn't have a stream. And yeah, I just I think we never really kind of figured out who the audience was and what we were trying to do. And as we got more and more into it, and we worked with more and more young people, we just kind of never really nailed that audience, and that's the key part to any one thing, is start with who the audience is.
1: Well, RNZ's original plan uh, for a youth platform, this is going way back to February 2020, it was a much more ambitious plan. This was to be an FM radio uh, service that we launched first with music. Eventually um, the plan was bold, you know, news and factual cultural content, a range of uh, topics, um, some I think Auckland-based Tastemakers and, and presenters, influencers would be the front uh, people for this thing. Possibly the presenters as well. So yeah, a much a much bigger service than what we've seen launched this past Wednesday. How much of that original ambition for all that that content survives, albeit that radio is not part of the plan?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what we've launched this week is small but perfectly formed. Uh, In the new year, as I keep saying, there'll be a host of more video and podcast content um, that, that we'll start launching and then we'll keep growing. What I really am interested in is what the audience then tells us about what they want. So how I engage with music is a playlist that doesn't have people in my playlist telling me what the music is. I really love that. Now, I'm not the audience for this, so it doesn't matter what I like. But if the audience tells us that what they really like is that, um, or if they tell us they want presenters, um, then we'll look at figure out how to do that. I think that's the bit is what we really want to make sure we're doing is listening to the audience and growing based on what the audience tells us.
1: Okay, so RNZ's head of content prefers audio content without radio presenters. (laughs) Just make a little note of that. No, no. I specifically
0: said music content.
1: (laughs) But radio was kind of the big stumbling block back in early 2020. You know, of course we had the RNZ concert uh, controversy, which kind of put a bomb under the whole thing. But also the Radio Broadcasters Association, which represents the mutual interests of the commercial radio companies, they reacted pretty aggressively against the idea of RNZ having an FM frequency for music. Does the plan still exist somewhere that hopefully radio can be bolted onto this? Because there are still frequencies out there that have been there for decades for youth broadcasting.
0: Our understanding is that the 102 frequency isn't currently on the table. That is uh, as part of the stronger public media process. Uh, We're focused on making tahi work as it is right now. Mm -hmm. If it grows into radio, we're totally up for that and we will make that work, Um, but it's not the focus of it right now. That's the... The corporate answer mm-hmm. my answer when I'm trying to think about this in a more creative way is look if radio comes along and there's a frequency and we can make them we make that work fantastic but I'm actually more interested in what cool stuff we could do di- digitally that we can work with this audience to do cool stuff and I keep saying cool stuff because I don't know what that is yet um you and I come from a generation where we remember the time before the internet existed and so to us, the internet is a place. It's somewhere we go. It's a um, it's a thing that exists kind of um, inside our phones or on our computer screens. For an 18-year-old, they've never lived in a world where the internet didn't exist. Th- how they consume content is completely different to how you and I consume content. The research tells us it could be a radio station. Young people are still listening to, to radio, but also could it be a partnership with one of those platforms? Could it be digital shows that are to all intents and purposes podcasts that we then put on radio later. Could we reverse the way that we have traditionally done things where we do something on the radio and then put it online? Could we do it backwards? So there's all sorts of different ways we might like to do things. Radio might be a part of that, but I don't know that it will ever be the biggest part of that anymore.
1: As you mentioned, it's hard to serve this particular audience, particularly if you're a media organisation that historically hasn't connected with them very well, or, or to be frank, hasn't made that much of an effort in the past to do that. So how do you, I mean, you mentioned a bit about audience research, about recruitment for Tahi, how did you go about trying to identify what the audience is, what they might like, and then how to how to deliver that?
0: We spent about a year doing research with Colmar Brunton, focus groups, all that sort of thing, um, and we listened to what they want, um, and then we went back to them and asked them more questions. Well, was it
1: wasn't partly, as you mentioned, I think you said earlier, um, finding out what people weren't yeah. Connecting with RNZ and then asking them. Yes, to, absolutely. Yeah. Right.
0: yeah. So, so you have currently no involvement with RNZ as a as a um, as a media organisation. Tell us what you like. Tell us what we want. Tell us who the people you think are cool are. Tell us you know if we were going to have hosted segments. Tell us who the people who should be doing that are. What musicians do you like? Um, and our, our our social media team for RNZ, um, led by Leilani Mamosia, uh, are all young, Rangatahi, Maori um, and Pacifica and Asian New Zealanders and they have already sort of been making forays into this ground. Our younger audience has grown through our social media presence. Our, you know, RNZ's Instagram slaps. Um, it is, It is, and it is really targeting that audience. So we've learned from the little steps that we've been making there. And then, yeah, this really big piece of research. Um, I think it's, and we're also working with independent producers from those communities. So the content that you start seeing roll out next year comes from the Pacifica community, comes from um, Te Ao Māori. And so it's not, It's not me sitting in a chair going, I think this is what's cool because no one thinks I know what's cool. Um, It's what do these people tell us is cool and how do we do more of that?
1: So with that in mind, how will RNZ determine a year or two or three whether it's been a success or not?
0: <laughs> Other than me sitting with Google Analytics, can we say we have done public service for Aotearoa rangatahi? Tahi? Um, have we reflected them? Have we given them a platform to share their stories and show their faces? Um, uh, are we as a nation more connected and informed because Tahi exists? Um, and there's, you know, those are really big questions. We're not going to know unless we actually ask them those questions. And
1: will um, you have to get hung up on things like the recognition, like serving the name? Do people know about it? Because anything yeah. that's new yeah. in, a, in, a, in a young and market, um, <laughs> or you know, potentially—that's uh, that's that's the first step, maybe.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, I mean, literally, I, if you go up to my computer right now, you'll see I have Google Analytics open with all the Tahi data right now. How many people looked at it yesterday? How many people did Google searches? You know, how are we doing in, in the SEO rankings? So, if you Google Tahi, how how close to the top of the rankings do we come? All those things, absolutely. Um, but that's B A U now for us, right? So that's exactly what we do for our website. Um, so then, how do we? So then, how do we transfer that to Tahi? But I think it's I'm more interested or I'm as interested in those big what is the public service question. Um, and if we can say we've done that, then we've done it right.
1: This is an underserved audience. Yep. This is the whole theory about this. And part of RNZ has this broader mission of expanding the audience and reaching more New Zealanders. RNZ's trying something new. If it doesn't take, if it doesn't work, they'll just quietly dissolve it and they won't it won't be too dramatic. Or is this definitely a building block for something that they're determined to stick to.
0: If in six months or a year we say actually we did this experiment and it didn't work the answer isn't well let's not do it anymore the answer is well then how do we do it let's get it right and, and do it in a different way and I think that's a thing that we haven't been particularly good at as an organisation over time it doesn't have to be a massive stop one day and start a new thing the next day it can just be let's change things over time and try new things um, are we committed to uh, continuing to serve this audience yes young people deserve public media and one
1: final question Um, when it was launched uh, and announced to the media at 10 on Wednesday, I tuned in and the song that was playing was a TikTok star, I think she sprang to prominence a couple of years back, Nessa Barrett and a song called "I Hope You're Miserable Till You're Dead." That wasn't selected as a specific message to those in the radio industry. The uh, the people that were concerned about RNZ Z concert um, getting bumped from FM uh, being an obstacle to this plan was it nothing? Nothing a, to do with
0: it. It's a banger, Colin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, no, I checked. I did ask. But it is. It, it was. It was not at all pointed. Um, and it's a it's a great song.
1: It is indeed. Go yeah. listen to the playlist. That was Megan Whelan, RNZ's head of content, and you can tune into Tahi digitally at Tahi.fm. It's also available on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and other platforms.